This is the About IBD podcast, and I'm your host, Amber Tresca. Welcome to the limited series I'm calling The Summer of Activism. Over the next several weeks, listen to these quick hits on a variety of topics that will not only inspire you, but also give you the tips and ideas you need to go out into the world and create positive change for people living with inflammatory bowel disease. Some of the topics I will cover include attending medical meetings, traveling to Washington, D.C. for a day on the Hill events, meeting your elected officials in their office or when they hold local town halls, and being a speaker or a panelist at events as a patient. A little background about me. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of 16 and had colectomy surgery with J-pouch creation after 10 years of continuous disease caused my colon to become deeply ulcerated and precancerous. I'm a writer, editor, and patient educator who specializes in digestive disease and Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and indeterminate colitis in particular. You can learn even more about me and my disease journey by visiting my website at aboutibd.com. If you follow me on social media, you'll already know that I regularly attend medical meetings. In this episode of Summer of Activism, I'm going to tell you how I go to these meetings, why I do it, what it's like to attend, and why it's important that patients are invited. I get asked every so often about going to medical meetings and how it is that I go. One thing about me, though, to remember is that while I'm a patient, I'm also a journalist. I began covering inflammatory bowel disease for About.com in 2000, so I've been working in publishing for a while. About.com is now dot dash, and I write for the health section, which is called Very Well Health. Many medical meetings will offer press passes to journalists. This is so that members of the press who write for a journal or a news outlet will cover the meeting. When you attend a meeting and you're a member of the press, your job is to report on the news that's broken there. And if you have a social media following, you post on social media and use the meeting hashtag. Obviously, conference organizers want people to come to their meeting, so having press to spread the word of the new and interesting research being presented there is important. And this is how I attend some of the meetings as a member of the press. A press pass is usually offered at no cost, but there's no travel stipend involved, so I travel to the meeting at my own expense. In the past, many meetings would really just want press from major print publications, so it wasn't necessarily so easy for me to get a press pass. What's becoming more common now is that online outlets are being recognized as valid news sources, so being a writer for Very Well Health is often enough for me to obtain a press pass. Some of the meetings are now offering press passes to bloggers or podcasters, but it's been my experience that this is on a case-by-case basis. For me, running a blog, this podcast, several social media channels, really helps my case when I'm applying for a press pass. I'm also really consistent about my work, so anyone who looks at my blog or my social media will see that I'm very active. Another way that I've gone to medical meetings is through an invitation to be a speaker or a panelist. Every meeting does this differently, so it's important to go to the meeting website and see if they have an open call for speakers who are not academics or healthcare professionals. But that's not going to be common. In my case, I've usually been invited, so I'll get an email from someone on staff asking me to come to the meeting as a speaker. In this case, there may or may not be a travel stipend. Meeting organizers usually understand that patients may not be able to attend without some kind of sponsorship. So the stipend might include travel expenses and a night or two at the hotel the day before or maybe the day of your session or maybe the day after. 
If you want to stay longer, you'll usually need to cover your own hotel and meals for that additional time. A third way I've attended medical meetings is being sponsored by a pharmaceutical company. The company will usually cover a certain amount of travel expenses, and sometimes they will get press passes so patients can go to the meeting sessions. When I'm attending in this way, the pharma company will usually have an off-site meeting for the patients that they're sponsoring. And these meetings are unbranded, which means that drugs and other treatments are not discussed. Matter of fact, if you want to discuss those things, it needs to get shut down because it's a highly regulated environment. I think that's important to know because it's not a thing where patients are sitting around in a room hearing about a drug. It's usually sessions on personal development or how to grow as an activist, and sometimes they invite doctors or other healthcare professionals to give a talk or to answer questions. And that's what's really valuable to me because it helps me create connections in the IBD community, and it also gets some of my many, many burning questions answered. The last way to attend a meeting, and this is something I've not personally done, so I can only speak to it in a general way, is to get a grant. Some meetings are starting to offer grants, mostly to healthcare professionals, and especially younger ones, but in some cases also to patients. If you're interested in attending a meeting, look over their website, look over their social media channels, see if they're offering grants or stipends for patients to attend. Now, I have a few tips on how to learn more about conventions and medical meetings, and that can help you decide which ones you'd like to attend and if that's even going to be possible. First off, you are going to want to follow the accounts for the meeting on social media and interact with them. It's not necessary to fake interaction, but following and engaging with any of their content that you normally would is a good idea. Following them will also help you to learn more about the meeting and be the first to know if they're looking for patient speakers or are giving out any grants. Second, look over the website for the meeting and understand their press pass policy. Some meetings may not offer passes, or there may be other reasons why it would be inappropriate to email the organizers and ask about being a speaker or attending as a patient. Policies change, so you're going to want to appear professional from the start as you build relationships with meeting planners. And third, no matter how all this outreach goes, if you're not approved to attend the meeting or if they decline your application as a speaker or whatever happens, do your best to be professional, which means responding to meeting planners in a timely and a respectful way. Now, what happens if you do get invited to go or you're given a press pass? Make sure you understand everything that's involved with going to the meeting, including if any travel is covered. If you're sent a contract, such as a speaker's contract, read it carefully. You don't want there to be any surprises. Ask questions, but make sure to be respectful of meeting organizers' time. When you get to the meeting, that same professionalism that you've used during the entire process needs to continue. People usually wear business casual or business attire to medical meetings. A lot of attendees will wear suits, um, women might wear dresses, when you attend the sessions, you want to be attentive, and if you post on social media, it's imperative that you know the social media rules for that meeting, and this is because the goal is to have a good meeting, learn a lot, make connections, and then, of course, get invited to come back. This is new, patients being given access to scientific meetings, and it's important that we approach the process in a positive way. 
Hey, super listener. I hope this pulled the lid off the black box of attending medical meetings. A few more things I'll add. Traveling to conventions and medical meetings as a patient takes a lot of planning and it can be exhausting. You'll notice that I didn't cover any aspects of travel with a chronic illness or an ostomy. That's because it's a separate issue and only you can decide if you're well enough to travel and if you even want to travel to meetings at all. Some meetings will have virtual sessions or you can follow on social media from home or you can get on the meeting email list and get all the latest news that way. When I come home from a meeting, I might need several days to recover. This isn't something that I usually document on social media because it kind of feels like complaining and I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I have, but recovery is part of the process. Something else you might want to consider is that medical meetings are exactly what they sound like. They're meetings. You spend most of the time figuring out your schedule, walking between the meeting rooms, convention centers are gigantic, and sitting in on sessions and listening to talks. It's not everyone's cup of tea. For me, seeing a talk being given by one of the doctors whose work I've been referencing for the last two decades is really exciting and rewarding. If you have more questions, please get in touch. You can find me everywhere on social media as About IBD, or you can use the handy Contact Me form on my website at aboutibd.com. And if you really want to get on my good side, you can review this podcast in Apple Podcasts, and that will help me keep making these episodes and spilling all my secrets. Until next time, I want you to know more about IBD.